Hello and welcome to the Petty Prophet Podcast, where we talk about culture from a Christian worldview. Here we discuss the truths that intellectuals spend their entire lives searching for and that any simple person can find in the pages of Scripture. I am your host, Joel Berry. I am glad that you have chosen to join us today, and I'm going to do something different today, as I usually do. I haven't quite figured this podcast out. We do something a little different every time, and this week, I'm bringing you my very first movie review, so we'll see how that works out. But first, I wanted to let you know why some of the satire on the site has slowed down a little bit. And that is because I've spent the last week or so collaborating with uh, the writers of the Babylon Bee on some things. So that's been fun, and we'll see how that goes and uh, and how that works with uh, the satire and the petty profit. Uh, so more to come on that. And also just want to remind you, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you enjoy the content, uh, be sure to go over to iTunes, uh, give us a five-star review. That is much appreciated. Um, I'm making it my goal this summer to try to add uh, 2,000 followers, 2,000 faithful listeners per month. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to try to be very intentional with that. And of course, I cannot do it without all of you. Um, Liking, sharing, subscribing, I can't thank you all enough for your support so far. So without any further delay, let's get into this week's movie review. So this week, I tried my hand at reviewving the movies. <laughs> I, I, um, not sure if that's something I want to do on a regular basis or not. It was kind of on a whim, but I was inspired by some Twitter traffic, some Facebook chatter that I observed last week leading up to the release of a DC Comics movie called Birds of Prey which is the latest Harley Quinn story. Harley Quinn, a character in the DC Universe. Uh, She's uh, the girlfriend of the Joker. And um, (laughs) there were some interesting conversations online. I thought it would be interesting to see the movie as a critic. And I'm not a professional movie critic, but I find it worthwhile to talk about movies that are connected to wider conversations in the culture sometimes. I, I figure maybe I'll do that from time to time when I deem it necessary. Um, So for that reason, I took my pen and my notebook to the theater this weekend to watch Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, that is the full title. (laughs) And I hope uh, the marketing person still has a job after, after that one. I hope they landed on their feet. That's, that's a rough one. I I am told uh, that, they have since changed the title after this movie uh, performed poorly at the box office, and it did perform very poorly. I walked into the movie theater. Um, granted, it was on a Sunday. It probably is not when a lot of the weekend traffic sees the movies. But, you know, opening weekend for a DC Comics movie, you know, during prime time, I think it was like a 7.30 showing. I walked into an empty movie theater. <laughs> I've never had an experience like that before. I was by myself. I had my notebook, my pen. I walked in completely empty. 
you know, the movie was scheduled to start in 10 minutes and I, I went back out into the hallway, you know, I checked to make sure I was in the right theater and went back in. I was like, man, this is weird. I went back out. I checked, I double checked. I checked again to make sure I was in the right theater. Sure enough, I was. So I went back in, sat down, relaxed a little bit. There's no one around. So I put my feet up. I, you know, I sat back and watched uh, this movie, Birds of Prey. So like I said, I had been following the social media chatter around this film, and the social media chatter centered around this being branded as a woke feminist empowerment film. So being branded as a woke feminist empowerment film isn't exactly the greatest marketing strategy, but it does do the job of making the film a cultural lightning rod for, like I mentioned, angry Twitter rants um, and very politicized film critiques. I actually read a few reviews by top critics saying things to the effect of the movie was mediocre, but representation is important. Female empowerment is important. So for that reason, I give this my my thumbs up. So quick summary, Birds of Prey is DC's follow-up to Suicide Squad. It's directed by Kathy Yan who is proudly billed as the first Asian female director of an American comic book movie. Representation matters. Oh, no, I'm supposed to clap when I say that. Representation matters, right? Okay. It follows the story of fan favorite psycho clown Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, as she deals with her devastating breakup with her lover and partner in crime, the Joker. Now, she deals with this breakup as any psycho clown would, namely by breaking things and killing a lot of people. Along the way, she makes friends with some other female reprobates. Black Canary, played by Journey Smollett-Bell. That's uh, Jussie Smollett's sister. Cassandra, played by Ella J. Basco. Shallow, played by Sarah Montez. And The Huntress, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, the story is pretty standard. There's nothing to write home about. Um, it's, it's basically a MacGuffin chase. Uh, The gang is tasked with hunting down a diamond for the villain, who is this filthy, misogynist, evil, psycho murderer named Black Mask, uh, played very flamboyantly by Ewan McGregor. The movie is competently made. Uh, The action is well done. Uh, And the action was choreographed by uh, Chad Stahelski, who uh, was the director of John Wick. So that's where that really good action came from. If you haven't seen John Wick, some of the best action movies of the decade, all three of them are, are incredible. But the film itself, um, it's it's mildly entertaining. I mean, it's not bad, um, but it is vile. It's predictably vile. Um, and that's not saying much since the word vile can easily be used to describe 90% of what Hollywood produces these days. But This film is particularly gleeful in its perverse violence and backward in its morality. Much has already been made in the Twitterverse about how every male character in this film is evil and irredeemable, deserving of the violence inflicted on him. Um, We get to see Harley Quinn single-handedly bludgeon scores of cops, prisoners, and mercenaries with nothing more than a baseball bat and a talent for well-timed groin shots. Um, at the beginning, uh, she murders a creepy guy who hits on her and then feeds him to a hyena. Um, 
And the main villain, again, played by Ewan McGregor, he's an inhuman, woman-hating monster for some reason. It's never really explained why. His motivations are never never really mentioned at all, except that he really hates women. That's That's really made clear in the film. He hates women. And in one on-the-nose moment, it's also hinted that he's a conservative who hates Bernie Sanders voters. So... <laughs> Um, this is a film set in fictional Gotham where Batman lives, so I'm not sure how Bernie Sanders uh, factors into this, um, but I digress. The main thing I got from this movie, uh, the overall feel, if you will, was rage. I-, I felt like this movie was seething with rage, and it made me think you know, about the women who made this film, the women who produced and directed and acted in it. For women growing up in the well-documented rape culture of Hollywood, I'm sure a lot of that rage is justified. It's the kind of rage that makes paternal patriarchs like me want to say, good grief, what did they do to you out there? Please move back to Ohio where you'll be safe. (laughs) Have some kids with a nice young man. If you're a woman who spent her 20s and 30s as a frequent flyer at Planned Parenthood after barely consensual sex with dudes on Twitter, you may find enjoyment in watching misogynist bones being crushed and birds of prey. This movie is packed with rage against a hookup throwaway culture and the wayward men who propagate it. So the movie hates men a lot. Okay, not a huge shock. That was that was part of the marketing strategy leading up to this film. Everyone was kind of expecting that tone in this film. And maybe there's a good reason for the female creators of this film to hate men who populate the film scene in L.A. I don't know. I'm just a boring dad from Ohio. What can I say? But what's not being talked about, however, is that this movie apparently made by women and for women, also seems to hate women. I honestly don't think I've seen a film ever with a lower opinion of women. And it's all spelled out in what is sold as empowerment in this movie. Violence, proud slut culture, unhinged chaos are all sold as female empowerment. The gleeful treatment of Harley Quinn's self-destructive tendencies and sadistic streak, it's really disturbing to watch. It's like watching a girl laugh about having an abortion. I often get criticized and kind of gently poked fun at by my brothers especially for overthinking movies like this. (laughs) I mean, they are just throwaway entertainment after all. But I think that this sort of entertainment says something important about where our culture is right now. What we're witnessing is the smoldering wreckage of a culture that has rejected God's loving guardrails and design for man and woman. A beautiful design that started with Adam and Eve, meant to bring joy and comfort, has been deconstructed. A relationship meant to point to Christ has been reduced to power, manipulation, and animal instincts. Men have abandoned masculinity for laziness, selfishness, and porn addiction. Women have abandoned femininity to occupy the vacant position left by the men. And it doesn't work. The resulting nihilistic chaos is actually pretty well represented 
by the film Birds of Prey. But what is the answer? Where is the hope? Well, the answer to all this is boring, old-fashioned, and uncool, because it looks a lot like traditional marriage between a loving man and a committed woman. It looks like abstinence and restraint before marriage. Lame. It looks like humility and reconciliation and submission. Too hard. It looks like sacrificial love for children. Eww. The prescription for male-female relationships spelled out in the Bible looks too much like slavery to some. But in seeking the apparent freedom and autonomy the world offers, they become slaves of their own corruption. That's not an original thought. That comes from Romans 1. Ironically, there is a glimmer of this truth in the movie, in Birds of Prey. In the end of the story, Harley Quinn finds some redemption in becoming a mother figure to an orphan kid. Now, make no mistake, this wasn't meant to be a message in the film. It's uh, The arc is given barely any time or attention. It, it was merely a plot device to make the story work. It, w- it was a, a plot device to make Harley Quinn seem a little less horrible so that the audience would like her. Because no matter how woke you are, you can't tell a good story without a redemptive arc that tells the truth about humanity. In Birds of Prey, a feminist empowerment film, the main character finds redemption in motherhood. Imagine that. But that's not the main story arc of the film. The main story arc of the film revolves around Harley Quinn's quest to eat her favorite egg sandwich. It's given more attention and time than her motherhood arc, and it more aptly demonstrates the nihilistic materialism of the filmmakers here. As the credits rolled to a song that begins with the lyrics, It's my party, my body, my business. It's my party, my body, my business. It's my town and my crown and my hit list. It's my world and you're just living in it. Did I, did I, did I finish? The lights went up to reveal an empty theater. Empty, as in I was the only one there for a DC superhero movie on opening weekend. I took that honestly as a comforting sign. There don't seem to be as many women connecting with this film as our culture would have you think. So maybe, just maybe, the good is winning for now. I'll take it. It's my party, my body, my business. If he tries to control me, he's finished. Won't be crying, there's plenty of fishes. And I, and I, and I'm fishing. You should know that you won't find enough. And here's to all the good men and the good women out there lovingly committed to each other, making marriage work in spite of the obstacles, in spite of the difficulties, loving and raising their kids, holding up this society on their shoulders. Hats off to y'all. Stay strong. Stay committed to each other. Keep loving each other. And keep looking to God as the source of your strength. And now, real quick, before I leave you, I will give you something that I'm thankful for. And today, I am thankful for limitations. Limitations, whether they be financial limitations, physical limitations, mental limitations, they focus your mind. They force you to be creative. They inspire you to be grateful for what you have. As an example of this, I always think of uh, the musician Jack White, who famously 
limited himself to recording technology invented, you know, before the 1950s. And he, he, you know, one of the greatest guitarists ever forced himself to play an old janky guitar that was impossible to keep in tune to make it harder on himself and uh, limit himself. And it spurred on his creativity. And as a result, he's produced some incredible, incredible music. But I think the most important thing that limitations can do is they can put us in a corner. They can force us to cry out to God because we suddenly realize how much we need him. When the Israelites left Egypt, God led them to the edge of the Red Sea where they would be boxed in with nowhere to go, nowhere to escape. And he did that so that they would cry out to him so that he would be able to show his glory and his power to them by magnifying their limitations, by, ma- by putting them in a place where they were helpless, he was able to show himself strong for them. So glory in your limitations this week. Thank God for what you do have. Thank God for the strengths he has given you. And then use those things to do even greater things for your family and for his glory. That's all I have for you this morning. I appreciate you listening, and we will see you here in a couple days with another man hug.